If you are listening to this podcast, it means you're searching, searching for someone who understands you, someone who gets you. You are yearning to be understood and to belong. Welcome to the Someone Gets Me podcast, where we help smart, talented, and sensitive people navigate an often insensitive world. I am Diane Allen, your host. My roles as ambassador, author, speaker, and intuitive mentor for bright and talented people are woven into each episode. I have the experience and knowledge to educate and inspire as I have been there and I understand your unique intensities, sensitivities, and challenges. Welcome. Self-awareness and five reasons to know yourself better. Hi, friends. It's Diane here at Someone Gets Me talking today about self-awareness. And this topic has come up a lot in my sessions lately, especially with some newer folks I'm working with, but also some people I've been working with for quite some time. And self-awareness for me and with gifted people and intensely sensitive people is an ongoing kind of moving evolution of who we are and becoming more and more aware on deeper and deeper levels. And those deep levels also expand. So it's this beauty of going deep within while we're also expanding out into the world because we know that our world is always expanding and always moving and it's fluid. And so what I see a lot of people doing is getting stuck in the linear um, idea that there's a finish line or a timeline. And once I have a certain level of awareness, I'm done. Or once I've made a certain goal, I'm done. And the truth is that's not the case. The case is that things are always moving and things are always expanding. Your life is always moving and expanding. You are a fluid being. You are not um, a, a, an experiment that ends at a certain time. So because of that, we can get caught up in destination addiction. We can think our certain level of awareness is all we need moving forward. And then as many of my past clients have done, they think they're all done. And we finished the program we were working on. And then they go off on their own. And sure enough, in a month or two, or sometimes four months or five months, I get a phone call. And the phone call is, um, I what we were doing, I'm still doing, and there, there's more. Uh, it's not working, and these kinds of things. And I'm like, well, sometimes what we do when we're smart people is we like to rest on our laurels. We do a lot of work really hard, or if we create a lot, if we're creative people, and we go in and deep dive, and then we take a break. Now, taking a break is good, but resting on your laurels and let, thinking that that's the end result gets in your way. Because then what happens is, as your being is growing and expanding, what was good for you six months ago or a year ago doesn't quite make the cut anymore. There's more to learn. There's more to growing. So that's why it's so important to have a mentor in your life or somebody who's, even if it's fluid, so that you can continue to follow your own growth and, and then be the champion of your growth. And self-awareness is a big piece of it. And so Knowing yourself and your self-awareness in short order, if you were going to define it, I guess, would be the ability to tune into who you are, to your feelings, your thoughts, your actions, your emotions, your gut, you know, all levels of you. Can you 
tune in. Like as you're listening, what is your right little toe feeling? Are you aware of where your blood pressure and your pulse are at this moment? What are you feeling? Are there words for your feeling? Or maybe you have feelings that there are no words for. And are you paying attention to your thoughts? Not just the affirmations or the current thoughts that you're thinking while you're listening to me, but paying attention to what I call the commercial thoughts. Those thoughts that we're not really always paying attention to that may or may not be supporting your ongoing work. And what about actions? Are you paying attention and are you aware of the impact of your actions on yourself and others? You know, so many people aren't considering what their actions and their words and their thoughts have an impact on and who they have an impact on and how it all works. And so it's important to keep developing our self-awareness. I even had a a neighbor just the other day who kept trying to call my little puppy across the street, which we're not going to train her to run across the street, right? And he was unaware of the impact of those actions. And even when I was redirecting him and my dog at the same time, there was still a misstep because he lacks the self-awareness. Was he a bad person? Nope. You know, in fact, he apologized after the fact. But the point is, we want to keep growing in our self-awareness and we want to understand that there's always more. There is no finish line. There's always more to learn. We're always growing and expanding. So there's always more. And there's always opportunity to consider ourselves and our relationship with the world and with the relationship with ourselves and to consider how our presence impacts other people, whether we're in their physical presence or not. Like, how are we impacting other people? Like, when you're out in the stores, do you smile or are you scowling? Are you even paying attention to the fact that maybe smiling at someone or saying good day or hello or good morning? could make their day? Are you even paying attention to that, right? It's those kinds of things. So we want to keep developing our self-awareness because the more self-aware we are, the more confident we become, and the more our self-worth and our, our idea of really our value in the world continues to expand. Because I tell people all the time that they're beautiful and they they have this great goodness about them and everything. And some people don't believe me because They've trained themselves to think small. So self-awareness helps us step into who we really are. It helps us live in our sovereignty in a way that supports us and other people. It allows us to achieve our goals personally and professionally. It allows us as intensely sensitive human beings to experience the world with all its nuance and depth. So here are some five reasons, I guess. I guess we could call it that. In order to continue to grow your self-awareness, here's the point. The first reason is to develop a better way of self-reflection. Because in self-reflection, we get to grow and expand and become more satisfied and more successful in life. That means going within, looking at what we've done, looking at what we haven't done, maybe journaling a little bit, maybe meditating, maybe pondering, assessing where we misstepped or maybe where we did something we wish we hadn't done and only we'd been thinking. I mean, all of us have done that, right? Where we just weren't paying attention and we did something that we look back on and go, oh, I cannot believe I did that, right? 
And it's also self-reflection to say, all right, well, this particular thing I did, I did really, really well. Um, in racing sailboats a lot after a race is done, we sit down and we reflect with ourselves on is the, my, was my performance up to the standard I wanted it to be? And then if, you know, depending on the size of the boat with the crew as well, same thing with any project. And when I'm working on um, projects for this podcast and for my company, Visions Applied, I look at, all right, what's my role in it? What am I bringing to the table? What are my thoughts, words, and actions that are supporting the greater good and supporting what I'm here to do on planet Earth? So self-reflection is very important, and it can come in many ways. And, you know, some people I know love to meditate. Other people I know love to journal. I like to do both. Um, and some people like to also talk to others, have a trusted other person to talk about. I have several clients that do meditation and journaling some, but they use emailing with me and talking to me as a way to get that mirror and that self-reflection so they can see the feedback and hear it and be in the flow of who they are. So they can see the next part of where they want to grow or or just say, you know, I did a really good job here. So self-reflection comes in lots of forms, but it's important that we have a protected and dedicated time of self-reflection in order to be satisfied in life and in order to feel fulfilled. And with satisfaction and fulfillment often comes a level of personal success, whatever that means to you. The second reason to really support your self-awareness is to recognize where you're um, passion and your strength and your vision lie and where there are those things that you would be really good to have somebody else help you with. Some people call them weaknesses. I call them well. I'm not the best at it. I could do it if I had to, but it's really not my thing, right? And there's lots of them. We all have them, you know, and they'll tell you if you're a manager in a business or you own your own company, hire the people who love to do the things you don't love to do because all of us love to do different things in different ways. So if we pay attention, we can bring people into our lives and together we achieve and grow and we're satisfied. So recognizing what you're really, really good at and owning it. Yeah, I know I have a couple people that, I'm, that I, I'm working with right now that when I say that's really one of your strengths, that just a couple of them particularly push back a little bit because they're afraid that if they honor their strengths. It might be their ego or something wrong with them, or they don't want to be pompous and arrogant. I'm like, well, owning your strengths in a humble, kind, generous way is very different than being pompous and arrogant. So that's where the spiritual lessons are. That's where the emotional lessons are. That's where working with somebody really helps you out because they can reflect back to you where you sit with these things and remind you that because you're really good at something doesn't automatically make you pompous or arrogant. It's what are we doing with that talent and skill and ability, right? Just like something that we're not so hot at doesn't make us weak or invaluable or not good. You know, I always laugh all the time. I love to go hiking. <laughs> I know it's kind of funny. I love to hike, but I really am terrible at it. I don't do very well on uneven terrain in the woods with roots and stuff like that and sliding. I'm much better on the water. I can do unevenness on the water all day long sailing. But this land thing is a little tricky, but I love to do it. So I know 
that I have a weakness, even though I love to do it. Does that mean I'm not good enough or bad? No, absolutely not. It just means that I'm not that great at it. In fact, I've laughed with friends I've hiked with and said, I love to hike, but I suck at it. And they just look at me kind of funny, like, what? And I'm like, I really am not that great at it. I, I, you know, I have to really pay attention. And, um, and they never heard anybody say that, right? They think, well, if you love to hike, then you must be good at it. Well, you can love to hike and not be great at it. There are people I know who love to go sailing with this. And, you know, if I was going to say, okay, well, are they high caliber sailor? Probably not, but they love it and they can do it, right? So what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it at all. We live in a society that wants to tell us there's something wrong with us if we're not perfect at everything, especially gifted people. So we all have those those little places in us that that aren't exactly on the same caliber as other parts of us. So pay attention. Where where does your juice flow? Where is your goodness? Where is your bliss? And where are the things that you maybe enjoy doing but you know aren't aren't really the best at? They don't live up to the standard of your other things. And what about those things that turn you off altogether. That's just not your thing. Does that make you bad? Nope. It makes you more aware. The more self-awareness you have, the more you can set your life up to work in your favor. Because the more aware I am of what I'm really great at and what I'm not great at allows me to create a life that works in my favor and work thereby working in the favor of all concerned. So the third reason for more self-awareness is to be able to manage your emotions and your thoughts and notice what's going on in your body. Now I have a couple people that are still trying to trying to get in their body, especially with gifted people. It's we're over reinforced for our intelligence. And so everybody lives in their head. And so when I ask them how they feel, they have to think about it and they tell me how they think they feel. So there's a disconnect in the actual sensation of their fingertips or the sensation of the sun on their skin or the breeze on their face. And if we're going to be aware and happy and satisfied, it may, it makes sense that we manage how we experience our emotions and we notice how we feel. Like what are the textures? What are the feelings? If you have a physical overexcitability or essential overexcitability, actually, um, and you don't like tags in your clothes or weird feeling fabric, that's awareness, right? And and then maybe you have all different kinds of emotions happening. That's awareness. They may not be words for some of it, but the more aware you are, the more you have an ability to manage. Now, let me take an aside here. Management and control are two separate things. If I'm trying to control my emotions, that means I'm coming from fear and I'm blocking things. If I'm managing my emotions, it means I'm coming from self-compassion and self-love and allowing myself to flow through my emotions while I manage them, much like a winding river. There's banks on the river, but it's flexible. So management is the goal, not control. Some people say control your emotions. I don't look at it that way. I look at it more as management. Like, okay, so I'm feeling really intense grief. Well, that doesn't mean I have to control it and stop it and stuff it, which is what we're taught a lot in this culture. It means I pay attention. Hmm, how am I feeling? How is it affecting what I'm thinking about? How is it affecting my body? And what can I do to move through the grief, knowing that it's working for me? It's not trying to attack me. 
and allow myself to move forward. Big difference. And so when people, I hear people tell little kids, control your emotions. That is a fear-based response. That will come back and bite you later. We want to learn to have compassion, self-awareness, and self-love and move through our emotions. Because think about it. The more you try to stop something, sometimes it gets bigger. And I, I've watched people control your anger, which anger, all anger comes from pain. Because anger is a secondary feeling. You can't just be angry all by yourself, all by itself. There's pain underneath there. That's what started it. And so you try to block it and block it and block it. And pretty soon the person blows up. Of course they blow up because a pain level continues to rise. And unless that pain level is addressed, it will surface back up like a pressure cooker. And pain coming out as anger can look like being suicidal. It can look like depression. It can look like um, self-deprecation. It can look like aggression. All of those are high levels of pain coming or high levels of anger coming from high levels of pain because pain is the precursor to all forms of anger. So we want to learn how to manage and understand and notice what's really going on, not just the effect all the time. The fourth part of self-awareness is to be more aware of considering other people. And we're seeing a lot of this in the world and we've seen it for a while. You know, entitlement, me, 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 me. What's in it for me? Rather than what's the greater good. That includes me, but it's not only me. So when we begin to consider others and how our presence impacts their world, how our decisions impact their world, and how all of it is meant to work together, we begin to make different choices. So self-centeredness and entitlement and me, 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 me is not the goal. The goal of a self-aware people is to pay attention to the greater good, including oneself, but not to the exclusion of others. There's a lot of work to be done in this area in our culture. And the fifth reason to be more self-aware is that you can take feedback and understanding. And if somebody helps point out something to you that's in your blind spot, you don't lose your mind, right? You don't get all really upset because constructive feedback it re- is really helpful. And so when we're self-aware and somebody says something that might sting a little, give you feedback that might sting, it's not about them. It's giving you the opportunity to look deeper and see something in a more profound way. I'm, I remember years ago, um, I was very serious all the time. I'm still serious a lot, but I used to, I guess I used to always have like a look on my face that looked like I was mad, even though I was never, I wasn't mad whenever I was accused of being mad, I was thinking. And so obviously my face didn't reflect properly. So when people said, why are you mad? You know, I'm like, wow, I'm mad. I didn't know I was mad. I didn't, I don't feel mad. I'm, I'm thinking. And so I started to then look at my face. I used a mirror and I looked at my face and I go, oh yeah, it does kind of look mad, even though I'm thinking. And so I practiced looking like I'm thinking and looking like I'm mad as different things, more self-awareness. I was in my twenties when that happened and, and it's really paid off over the years because now I, I'm more aware of the impact of the look on my face to other people who may or may not know me. That's one example, right? So we want to be able to take feedback from others. Like I hear a lot of people say, well, what do you think? 
And then they don't really want to hear the answer, right? Or they get an answer they don't like. It stings a little. That's where we get to grow. Now, that doesn't mean the answer is correct either. Like we get to discern whether what the person says even applies or not. But it matters that we're able then to take that constructive input, whether you know, it, when we ask for it, and begin to see where the blind spots are. You know, it happens a lot in personal development and in growth because we don't know what we don't know. We can't see it if it's in our blind spot. And so we, we rely on people around us who know better, which is my job a lot of the time, is to say, well, look over here. What about this? Or, oh, you're thinking this way. I remember one time I was doing an NLP um, neurosemantic group and I'm taking a class in it. And the person said something about that I did a lot of all or none at all thinking. And at the moment, way back when, I was like, no, I don't really do that, I don't think. But then that, you know, I thought that. And then that person started pointing out all the black, all the all or none at all thinking that they heard come out of my mouth that was so natural for me, I didn't even have awareness of it. So did that feedback sting a little? Yeah, a little, because I didn't, I didn't see it. But the moment I saw it, the aha happened. And I, then I had the choice to do something differently or not. But at least somebody had the awareness to give me the feedback to help show me the way. You have people like that in your life. That's my role in a lot of my clients' lives is to help, help them see what they're not seeing yet. It's not a judgment in a negative sense or telling anybody they're wrong. The key here is that the more self-awareness, the happier we are, the better we function. And that's the goal, I think. Um, Self-awareness for me is the first step of any made any making any change in our life. You know, it's like I've worked a long time with people in 12-step programs and um, the first step is honesty. Well, my first step, I guess, would be step zero, and that is awareness. First, we want to have some kind of awareness that we need to get more honest in order to then do the rest of it. And so I really think self-awareness is the foundation to our ongoing happiness, success, growth, those kinds of things. So it's important. It's important for talented and gifted people. It's important for sensitive people. It's important for all people to understand that there's always more. That self-awareness is not a static thing. You can be totally self-aware today or have the perception of being totally self-aware today. And tomorrow, there's more lessons. Because none of us have zero blind spot. There's always something we can learn and grow. The universe, the people around us are always giving us information by the way they respond to us, by our experience. So self-awareness helps us have a better life. As gifted, talented, intensely sensitive human beings, our job I believe, is to really pay attention to our level of awareness so that our inner boundaries and how much of us we bring to the table for anything can really serve and work in our favor. Because the truth is, when you have a lot of gifts and a lot of talents and there's a lot of nuance and a lot of intensity, the more aware you are of how it all works together, the more confidence and competence you'll have in your life. So remember, self-awareness, knowing yourself more and more each day 
will work in your favor, even if it stings a little bit sometimes as we first start waking up to something new. Your self-worth, your confidence, and your competence, and your overall stress level will really thank you for the decision to become more aware every day. I hope, friends, this episode has served you and given you some cool things to think about as you increase your self-awareness on your journey. So remember to put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star. Remember that. You're here on purpose with a mighty purpose. So become more self-aware every single day. And in that is your beautiful, amazing expression of who you are and what you're here to do. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, be well, friends. Are you tired of searching for someone to understand you? Join our Facebook group, Someone Gets Me. In this group, you will be able to connect with others who are intense, sensitive, smart, and talented. I share my insights and teachings, and you can connect with others in a real, authentic, safe forum. So join us today. Someone gets me.